Well, first Thank of all, you. year six, it's absolutely wonderful uh, to see you all. Uh, so bright on a on an early morning um, uh, session uh, on your cameras. Uh, I hope you're uh, all doing well. I'm Dean Russell, as I've just been announced, and I'm the Member of Parliament for Watford. So what that means is that I work uh, and represent Watford in Parliament uh, and speak on behalf of Watford quite often to the government and um, headed up by Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister. So I often meet with different people in government to sort of say what people are talking about in Watford, what what their issues are, what their concerns are, what brilliant stuff they're doing. And so often I'm talking about how brilliant our schools are, because they are, aren't they? All your teachers are absolutely, absolutely fantastic. And so I'm here to really answer your questions and find out how you're all getting on with your um, online learning, because it's all a bit strange, isn't it, at the moment, having to do this from home. So I just want to hear how you're all getting on, really. So if, if I can, perhaps I, I can ask some questions to you all shortly. Absolutely. So, hello, Mr. Russell. I'm, I'm Miss Smith. I'm the class teacher. So I'm Hi, Miss Smith. in class with, with four of them. So if you're in class currently, do you want to give a wave so that um, Dean Russell can see who you are? So we've got some in class and then everybody else um, isn't, you know, are, are accessing sort of their home learning at, at home. And we've also got um, our chair of governors and our class link governor, um, Paul Nutton, who's also here as well to to check in and, and see what's going on. So I think that they've brought, everybody's brought some work or some bits and pieces that they've been doing since they've been at home to show you. But if you've got any questions, do feel free to, to ask. And, and, you know, I'm sure that everyone will be happy to chip in and, and share some of the things that we've been up to since we've been learning from home. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you, Miss Smith. And it's lovely to see you. Well, first of all, can I just ask uh, whoever wants to go first, uh, what's it like learning from home? What are the main things that you find that's a bit different? Who wants to go first? If you put your hands up. Miss Smith, do you want to choose who? Yes, who absolutely. Um... Yeah, so I think Nate's virtual hand went up first of all. So do you want to unmute Nate? I do feel like it's been um, a bit easier. The work's been a bit um, like easier to get through than last than last lockdown with Purple Mash and all of that. Well, that's that's talking... good to hear. Although don't tell your teachers it's easier because they'll, <laughs> they'll not make it harder. <laughs> no, it's just easier I'm... to get working. So to like submit the work and do all of that. No, I'm, I'm joking, Nate. That's, that's absolutely fantastic to hear. And I'm glad it's getting easier to do because that's really important. And I know your, your school and your teachers have been working really hard to make sure that you're all getting the best possible education from home by the online learning. So thank you. That's really good to hear. I think what, what we did, didn't we, Nate, is we changed it. So you mentioned Purple Mash there. So last time we used an online platform called Purple Mash, we didn't do Google Classrooms. This time we've changed it. Um, added more and done things haven't we year six and it'd be good for me to hear as well how you're finding that i've heard from your parents but it is different to last lockdown we've listened to your feedback and what you liked and didn't and we've, we're doing things differently aren't we nate so yeah you're saying it's it's better for you nate that's good yeah one reason is purple mash it was it's very easy to lose all your work on purple mash as with oh, google gosh. classroom because it saves every um because it constantly saves with purple mash it's so easy to forget to press save exit and lose like an hour's worth of work oh gosh i can imagine i remember when i was at school back in the old days we used to write on paper and uh sometimes on slate and <laughs> and um and if you ever damaged your work or, or forgot your homework or anything it's really worrying isn't it so i'm glad that it does that because i can imagine losing an hour's worth of work gosh that would be can't even imagine so that's really good to hear and I'm glad you've moved on from Purple Mash. Has anyone else got any experiences? How are you all finding it 
doing online learning? Is it a bit different doing it from home? Are you finding it more fun or is it harder? Dexter, do you want to go? Your hand's been up. Well, I kind of struggle to get it all done within like the time. So I usually have to work at least an hour's extra sometimes. It's a sign of a very diligent worker there, Dexter. Yeah, it sounds like you're working really hard, Dexter. Well, thank you for putting in those the, the extra time to make sure you're you're doing your schoolwork. It's it's really important to do your schoolwork, though, even though we're we're in in difficult and unusual times, aren't we? All being at home with our families, but I think it's so important to make sure that you keep up your learning. And um, hopefully, you know, once we get back to school, hopefully in the next few weeks and months, uh, it'll, it'll, you'll be it'll be worthwhile doing that extra work. But don't don't do too much. Make sure you get some time to rest and and relax and play and and um, perhaps watch a bit of TV as well with you with your family. Anyone else? Ben, your hand's gone up. It's also been a, a little bit better because um, if you have like an older brother or even your parents at home, they can like read through it and check if you've uh, made any mistakes uh, before you submit it. That's a really great point, actually, because uh, I've got a daughter as well. And she when she's doing her homework, especially when she's done something that she really loves and she's really proud of, she'll come and show me. And at school, you can't really do that, can you? So it's uh, when you're physically there. So that's really nice to hear. And uh, it's good that they're helping you as well, because I know it's one of the, the things as a parent, I have to say, being able to take part in, in your children's uh, education is, is quite nice, actually, even though uh, I'm sure every parent and every teacher wants you all back in schools as soon as possible. But in the meantime, it's it's nice to know that's happening. Thank you. I can see some more hands have gone up. I think there's Jack and Rose and Joseph. Who wants to go next? Uh, I'm finding it actually very good because I can spend time with my family a bit more. I feel like I kind of get a bit more cleverer, like with maths and stuff, because of my dad's always like pushing me to do like loads of work. And I feel like my computer skills are getting better because of like I, we, I do most of my work on a computer now. Sounds like you've got fabulous uh, parents and your, your dad sounds great as well. Uh, tell him hello from me. And that's really good to hear because maths sometimes can seem a bit hard, can't it? I remember I, I used to find it quite hard. And then I learned to love maths and um, I ended up doing a thing called physics at university for seven years. Uh, and I got to work with lasers and x-rays and on things called synchrotrons. And I got to do really, really cool stuff. But it was mainly because I, I learned finally to actually enjoy maths. So uh, that, the fact that you're learning to do it now probably means that you'll be perhaps on Mars in a few years' time as you uh, as you grow up. I don't know. So that's fantastic, Jack. Great to hear. Hey, Rose, did you want to go next? And remember, if you've got brought examples of work as well, do talk through some of the things that you've been doing at home, because I'm sure Dean would love to, to see some of that and to, to hear about the bits that you've been getting on with. When we do do Zoom calls, I think that it really helps you and I think it convinces you to do the work more because... You're almost seeing your whole class and it feels better rather than just not seeing them at all and only sending emails. Gosh, that's a really good point, Rose, actually, because in, in class, normally you're looking at the back of other people's heads, aren't you? You can't see their faces. So uh, so that's a really good point, actually. You know what? I find the same in Parliament, although I love being in Parliament. And I don't know how many of you have seen it on TV, but you've got the big green benches where everyone stands up and speaks, which I was speaking yesterday in Parliament uh, and I was talking about um, drones, drones of all things and flying machines and it's great being there but actually it's quite quite nice sometimes doing uh, Zooms because like you say you can actually see people, 
and you see their reaction and you get to see that other people have got questions as well because they put their hands up. And so uh, that's really good to hear. Thank you, Rose. And I see Joseph's doing exactly that and he's got his hand up as well. I don't find it that different to being at school because you're still doing the same work as everyone else. It's just in a different environment. I kind of like it because you're still seeing people and communicating with people and you're still doing the same work. That's great to hear, Joseph. And I love your headphones. I have to say, they're really cool. Looks like you're about to land a plane. <laughs> it's really, gonna, I love them. They're I'm going to keep that brilliant. record. I'm going to keep that recording, Joseph, for when if if the Ofsted inspectors come, that you're <laughs> saying publicly in a recording that <laughs> the work is just the same as being in school. So that's what we like to hear, Joseph. So <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> it is, and and Joseph, you know why you know why that is? It's probably because your teachers have put in all their love and care and and passion into teaching to make sure it is the same. So um, and uh, so that's really lovely to hear. Joseph, I think you had something, didn't you, that you were going to, to hold up that you showed right at the beginning? Do you want to explain what that is, Joseph? We did a poster about the blood and the heart. Gosh, that looks brilliant. Gosh, that's colourful, isn't it? Wow. Can you tell me a little bit about the blood and the heart? The main blood vessel going away from the heart is called the aorta. And in your blood, there are platelets, red blood cells and white blood cells. And wow. every part of your body is covered in blood. Gosh, thank you. That's, that sounds like you've done a great job on that homework. Hopefully you'll get 10 out of 10. How do you know this? What happened in the lesson, even though you weren't in school? How do you know this? Oh, Miss Smith dissected a lamb's heart. <laughs> wow, goodness me. Wow. Did that have a rating on the on the video? Or, uh... <laughs> there was a lot of disgusted faces to begin with, didn't it? But then um, I think we, we just about turned around. I think we had some budding vets and doctors and things by the end of it, didn't we, Year 6? We, um, we actually thought it was pretty cool by the end. <laughs> wow. Gosh. Fantastic. That's brilliant to hear. That's really great. I, you know what I used to, I used to love when, when my daughter was younger, I used to love making stuff with her. When, I used to love it in the summer holidays where we'd get the sort of big homework and we make sort of pyramids and all sorts of things and uh, Colosseum one year. So uh, I, I love doing that. So hopefully you'll be making lots of stuff over the next few months. Uh, any other homework? I'd love to see some more. Rose, have you got some things that you've done on a Wednesday afternoon that you can perhaps explain about? What do we do on a Wednesday afternoon, Rose? On Wednesday afternoon, because we're on screen so much, we do something called Family Fun Afternoon. And it's when you're completely off screens and you're just doing and activities and last week we did great bit british bird watch i painted a blue tip oh, wow that's beautiful absolutely beautiful gosh you should put that in a frame seriously you know what i'm i'm an artist i paint portraits and i've had prime ministers sign my work and i would genuinely be proud of painting that i would genuinely if i'd done it so please, I hope you put it in a beautiful frame and put it on the wall somewhere. It's beautiful. Well done. Thank you. Gosh. Darcy, have you got something to share as well? So we did an ocean pollution and, post and I did one like this. And Brilliant. We learned about how the ocean is polluted and how plastic gets there and animals can get trapped. That's really great work. And, and you know what? It's so important, isn't it? I, I know... Uh, the, the goal is to not use plastic that can't be recycled, isn't it? You, and you see, it's one of the reasons why it's a good thing to not use plastic straws if you can help it, because often they get then put in the bin and end up in the ocean. So um, welcome. that's a really important topic. 
Absolutely. That was our very first day of home learning, wasn't it, Darcy? Feels like a very long time ago now. Feels like we've been doing this for a little while. Um, well done, Darcy. I think we've got more work, but I think the, the children have also got some questions that they may, may like to ask you, if that's OK. Yeah, please. Yeah, gosh, I'll try and answer them well. <laughs> there's, there's a joke that, that politicians should never do quizzes because they never answer a question. So, uh, But I'll do my absolute best. Oh, brilliant. Has anybody got a question that they would like to ask? Let's see, anybody perhaps that we haven't heard from yet. Harry, would you like to kickstart us? How long have you been an MP? Gosh, that's a great question. So I became an MP just over about a year or so ago. So it was in December 2019. I was elected in Watford. So I had to stand for election. And lots of people went out in Watford and very kindly put an X next to my name in the in what's called the ballot box. And then I won the election. And so for the, since December 2019, I've been very privileged and very honoured to be the Member of Parliament for Watford. And across the UK, there's 650 members of parliament and each one represents a different area of the country. And so I'm very proud to represent the best bit of the country, which is Watford. Thanks, That's a great question. Thank you. Daisy, have you got a question? Yes. When was the first time you went into parliament? You know what? It's quite funny because if you'd asked me that a few days ago, I would have probably said in the past few years, and so I've been into Parliament a few times because anyone can go, well, apart from now because of lockdown, but uh, normally anyone can actually go into Parliament and walk around bits of it. So for the past few years, I've, I've gone in a few times as a guest and to visit because I love Parliament. It's the most beautiful place. But the first time I went in as a member of Parliament was when I got elected. And one of the things that's really amazing once you become a, a member of Parliament is you can go anywhere in the Houses of Parliament, literally anywhere, because it's seen as your house. And so you're allowed on the roof, you're allowed everywhere. But the thing is, because it's it's a bit like, if any of you have seen Harry Potter, you know the way they get lost when the stairs move and all of those things. And um, it's a bit like that. So the first few months when walking around Parliament, you find these doors and you walk in them thinking it's gonna be a corridor and it's a cloakroom. Or a, or a toilet sometimes. So um, so it's very easy to get lost. And I've just about got it now uh, where I was going to go. But in terms of the first time I ever went, I'd forgotten until just this week, I was, I was speaking to some old university friends and I'd forgotten that I went when I was at university. So the first time I actually went was when I was probably about 20, 21. And um, so I, I hadn't been when I was your age and hopefully once we re once we can take guests again, I'd love to invite you all um, if you can make it so that you you get to see it far younger than I ever did. And perhaps you'll become MPs before I ever did. So um, but thank you. That's a brilliant question, Daisy. Thank you. What changes have you made to Watford? Quite a lot, actually. Um, so I won't list them all. But one, one of the ones I'm most proud of is on homelessness. So at the start of um, before being elected, I, I was really passionate, always have been about uh, trying to end homelessness and, and rough sleeping and so over the past year I worked um, during the first lockdown I worked with government and local charities and organizations to help get everyone who was sadly rough sleeping into some shelter so I helped uh, organize for Travel Lodge to take in some rough sleepers and so that they would be safe and then a few months ago I managed to get uh, over a million, about 1.65 million pounds, and it's just actually received more, so a couple of million pounds to ensure that 
uh, rough sleeping could end in Watford. And I was very proud that a few uh, weeks ago, uh, we had no rough sleepers and so no one who was homeless in Watford on the streets, which I was very, very proud of. Um, and the other thing I'm doing is it's something around uh, mental health and mental well-being so we can all feel better. I have a pledge to train a thousand mental health first aiders uh, so people do can do a course so that they can train to be first mental health first aiders. And so we started that last year and we've got people signed up already to do that. So that's going to make a massive difference across Watford. And then there's lots of other things. So I've got some funding for a thing called the beaching line so that we can try and look and create a train line between St Albans and Watford that's more regular and more more consistent and lots and lots and lots of different funds and pots. So money for Watford Palace Theatre so they can stay open and, and support them uh, through to probably the coolest of all of them, actually, perhaps the one that I should have started with is I actually I don't know how, how many of you have heard of the film Mission Impossible. You heard it? Show me your hands if you've seen the film Mission Impossible. Well, last year, Tom Cruise's team, so Tom Cruise is the famous actor, uh, because it's filmed in Watford, in Leaveston, uh, they reached out to me and asked if I could help them because they potentially, because of some rules around thing, thing called quarantine, weren't going to be able to continue filming. And very, very long story short, I organised for Tom Cruise. I asked his team if Tom Cruise would write a letter to the Prime Minister to explain the concerns he had. And then I organised for Oliver Dowden, who's the Secretary of State for Digital Culture, Media and Sport. It's a very long title uh, to speak to Tom Cruise on a Zoom, just like this. And they changed the rules. And that meant that Mission Impossible, the new film, could get start filming again, which meant lots of people could go back to work uh, on the film. And it also meant that around the world, all the other countries started to change their rules, uh, which meant lots of other films could get filmed as well. So that was probably the the coolest of, of the achievements last year, but there's lots and lots of little ones which I'm very proud of. And in particular, I'm particularly proud of working with schools to help them because uh, your teachers and your school have been absolutely incredible. So that's probably one of the most proudest things. That's really lovely to hear, actually, particularly the, the, the bit about um, work towards homelessness, because we've actually written to you. We've been learning how to write persuasive formal letters. So um, yeah. we thought we've got a perfect audience. So um, we'll be sending those off to you today. But I know oh, that there please, were a couple, please a couple do. of people who, who had some yeah. queries about homelessness around Watford. So I know Jack, you were one of them, but I think there was a few people who were who were asking about what's being done about that. So that's brilliant to hear that already you've preempted us and you've already got, <laughs> got wheels in motion for things. Fantastic. Right, Faith, did you have a question? What is your favourite room in Parliament? Oh, gosh, my favourite room. I think easily the chamber in the House of Commons, so where all the green benches are. Even now, you walk in there, it's so wonderful. Because the reality is not many people are allowed in there just to walk in and you know part of the debate. And in particular, at the moment, with lockdown, not many people are MPs are in Parliament. Often they're doing things via Zoom. And so I, I've been going in because I've been uh, part of a thing called a bill. Uh, so I had to be in. And it's the most magical place. And most. And, and the thing that's incredible about it is that you know how much history is there. You know, because when you walk around Parliament, there's this amazing library and you walk in there and you realise that, you know, everyone from Sir Winston Churchill to you know, Oliver Cromwell, all of these incredible figures from history have all walked on that same carpet. They've all walked down those same halls and they've all spoken from those same green benches. So it really it really humbles you to be in there. But it's a wonderful question. Hopefully one day you guys will get to, to come and see it yourself. Oh, lovely. Sydney, do you have a question? 
Did you always plan on being an MP or did you have something else you wanted to do when you were younger? Well, great question. When when I was your age, I always remember because my dad was a, a lorry driver. And so I remember one of, getting some homework back. And in the in the 1980s, 70s and 80s, when I was growing up, there used to be a TV ad of a Yorkie chocolate bar. And that used to be for, for lorry drivers and truck drivers. And so I always remember uh, writing at homework about what I wanted to be when I grew up, which was like my dad to be a lorry driver. And my teacher saying gold star and you'll also get a Yorkie, which I don't think they actually gave me. But over the years, what happened was that I studied and did physics, as I said earlier, then I worked in business for 20 years and I got to travel the world and meet amazing people. I've been in the jungle in the Philippines, carrying a roof of a, a hut. I've, I've managed to work with lots of different people in different worlds and everything I did, I realized that I really love community and I love people and I love helping people. And so over the years, I realized actually one of the best ways to do that was first of all, to be a counselor, which I was, and then to try and be an MP. And uh, there's never any guarantees in life. And there wasn't ever a guarantee I'd be a member of parliament, but I just kept trying and trying and kept going. And then now I'm in this incredible position, really privileged and feel very fortunate every day. But to be honest, when I was your age, I didn't even probably know what an MP was. I definitely didn't know that I could be one. And one, one lesson for you all is you can be anything you want. If you really want it and you've got the, the skill for it and you work hard for it, you really can. I doubt I would have ever dreamt that I could be a member of parliament and get to know the prime minister and the prime minister know who I was. It would have been beyond my wildest dreams. And now that's where I am. So uh, it doesn't matter what background you've got, uh, where you've come from. If you really want it and you really want to work for it and try it, and with a little bit of luck as well, uh, you'll get there. It's, uh, it's, it's a wonderful position to be in. Lovely, thank you. Um, Mr Nutton, is your hand up? Can I, can I spot down there? It is, yeah, good morning, hello. Question I have, a week or two ago, there was a petition and parliamentary debate about privatising teachers for the vaccine. And I just wondered how that's going. Sorry, cut out when you were saying privatising, sorry. <clears throat> no, sorry, yeah. So a week or two ago, there was a there was a petition and a, and a parliamentary debate about prioritising teachers for the vaccine. And I was oh, just wondered gosh. how that was going. Yeah, so I can, I can definitely update you on that. I was actually probably the first person to publicly ask Matt Hancock about it, actually. He's the Secretary of State for Health. So about, I can't remember, I think you were all part of it. So uh, for the children's sake, so that they, they know what happened, about uh, early December, when this amazing vaccine was first announced that we could use it, about 27 head teachers from all the different schools wrote to me and asked, you know, could they be prioritised for the vaccine? And so we did a Zoom call, that was on the Friday, I did a Zoom call on the Sunday, and then on the Tuesday, because I'm on a thing called the Health and Social Care Select Committee, so that means I get to interview Professor Witty, if you've heard of him, Sir Patrick Valance, a man called Matt Hancock, who's the Secretary of State, um, all these incredible people that you'll have seen on TV. I got to ask in the Select Committee directly to Matt Hancock about vaccinations for teachers. And he, he explained, which is still the case, that the, the goal is to get through the first nine of the, the vulnerable groups first. And then I was on Newsnight actually last week. So there's a TV show called Newsnight that's on very late at night. So I was being interviewed about it there as well. And so my, my position is very clear that I want teachers to be, once we get through this, the, 
the top nine, which is the people at most risk. I won't go into detail with everyone on, on the screen, but the ones who are most risk, there's a reevaluation then of what order uh, the rest of the rollout goes. And so I've been very active and, and very active actually on this, on lobbying for teachers to be and key workers, so police, teachers and, and uh, refuse workers and so on, to be the first in that new tranche of uh, vaccinations as we get more widely out so i hope that answers your question yeah thank you excellent and i know there is a i know they are looking at that by the way so it's it's definitely part of the discussion once we've got through the first nine that's 99 percent of the people who are most risk so um and there was some great news yesterday actually that the um i think it's the pfizer vaccine uh, reduces transmission as well well, big thank you from half of the, the teaching staff for that as well. <laughs> yeah, I won't promise that I can make it happen, but I know that it's, it's been a big, big discussion and uh, it's, I'm very aware of it. I think doing it before that nine, I think probably seem a bit wrong because uh, the people at risk, and if, if you're at risk as a teacher in that, you'd be in that group anyway. So it's more, you know, once we go into the key workers, I think it's really important. I can see lots of children sort of fidgeting about it. Have we got any more questions? I, I think we should do it on effort. Um, and I think I have to say, is it Nathan or Nate? Nate? Gosh, your arm looks like it's about to fly to the moon. If we could do Nate before his arm falls off. What procedures do you have in place to stop people who fly tip? Say that again. Sorry, that was a brilliant um, question. What procedures do you have in place to stop people who like fly tip and like drop sofas on the ground and litter? Gosh, that's a great question. I mean, I, there's lots of laws and what are called bylaws to stop that happening. The, the trouble is with laws is that they're usually there because people do it and then you've got to find a way to stop them doing it. But one of the things that people who fly tip perhaps should realise is that if there's anything in, in the stuff that they drop off at the side of the road that has a name and address on or anything that's identifiable, then they can get a massive fine. So whilst they might do it and think they're being very clever when they're as you would know, they're clearly not, and it's a very rude thing to do. Actually, um, they can get caught, and it will probably cost them a, an awful lot more than they think they're saving by doing it. But we don't like litter, do we? Once we can start going back out again, I really want to do some litter picking and, and start. I actually met a, a Womble last year. I've got a picture of me in Parliament with a Womble with a litter picking stick. So that was, that was a highlight of the year. And I can see Jack was also, his arm was about to shoot off as well. He... What do you enjoy about being an MP? Gosh, I, I, you know what? I love people. So I love this sort of thing. And I love being asked really tough questions sometimes and, and having to deal with it. But I really love helping people. Uh, I genuinely do. And I know that probably sounds a bit cliche, uh, a bit cheesy from a, from a politician, but I really do. And then last year, my team and I, we did eight and a half thousand cases so people writing to us to ask for help with anything you can imagine and and also being out in the community. So last year I, I volunteered every, well, I continue to every weekend. I volunteer with a local community hub. I've been volunteering at Watford General Hospital re very regularly. So it's, you know, the opportunity to go out and help people and listen and learn what other people are doing because everyone has such amazing lives, don't they? And we're all got these amazing lives that we lead and I, I'm really inquisitive and curious so I love finding out what people are doing. So thank you, Jack. That's a, a really lovely question. I can just spot, I think Luke and Henry haven't said anything and I can see that they've both got questions. So Luke, do you want to ask a question? Do you agree with the uh, decisions that Boris Johnson has made? I think overall, the government and Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister, has tried his best to make the right decisions. And sometimes they've had to change that decision. And when, when that happens, it's been really important. I think it's so important to learn from what, what you do as you go along. But I think overall, yes, but I think even the Prime Minister has, has said that there's some things that he perhaps would do differently. 
Uh, one thing that um, I think is important in my role, especially on this select committee that I mentioned, so I'm on the thing called the Health and Social Care Select Committee and a committee called the Joint Committee for Human Rights. And um, we've been looking at government decisions all year and scrutinising them, which means that you look in, into them in lots of detail and feeding back recommendations for what things can change. So what's happened this year when you're faced with an impossible task, because no one knew that this pandemic was going to happen. You know, and even if those who predicted a pandemic could happen, they didn't know it would be this type of one. So it's been very difficult to to know what's coming next. The thing is, the virus has changed or what we've known about it has changed throughout the year. So in the first few months, we didn't know that if you didn't have symptoms, we didn't know for definite if you could pass it on. And then we found that you could. And that then changed everything. Similarly, throughout the year, we, at the start of the year, there was no such thing as a test. And so we were able to create a test. And now I think there's something like 70, 70, 80, I think 73 million tests last time I looked have been have happened. And similarly, we didn't have a vaccine just a few weeks ago. And now we've just reached 10 million people have had their first jab of the vaccine. So it's like everything in life, you know, you want to do the best and make the right decision. But I think it's important when things don't perhaps work out as you expect, you you change your decision uh, as quickly as you can for the right reasons. One of the things that you hear in politics is a thing called a U-turn. And, and quite often, it's used as a negative. It's like you've done a U-turn. But actually, I stood up in Parliament and I've said, don't call it a U-turn. I, I say, thank you. You listened. Because actually, if you're not doing something right in a test or in a in your homework, if you realised after you've written it all that it wasn't right, you'd go back and perhaps change it, wouldn't you? And I think that's what's uh, what we've been trying to do. But I think, you know, I, I've seen the Prime Minister and others work tirelessly to make sure that they're doing the best for the country and keeping you all safe. And um, I think so far, especially for you children, we've been trying to do our absolute best to make sure that you get your education and get supported and support teachers where, wherever we can, uh, even if not everyone agrees with that. <laughs> Thank you. Henry, did you want to ask a question? And I can see Miss Cohen's got her hand up as well after that. Um, have you ever been to number 10 Downing Street? Yes, I've been very fortunate. I've been there quite a few times and it's a really, really cool building. The thing that people don't realise about number 10 Downing Street is that it's actually lots of houses next to each other. So once you go inside, there's lots of corridors and there's lots of places that you can go. But it's a beautiful place inside. It really is. Whenever you go there, you have to, you know, you don't have to, but you tend to want to get a photo outside the door. So I've got a few photos of me outside the door there. It's a brilliant place. Thank you. Miss Cohen, did you have a question or something to say? Well, my question really was a little bit to Luke, really. Do you think the Prime Minister's made the right decisions, Luke? Because what was behind that question, really? You know, because I know some of the children have been quite concerned. So as much as they want to be in school, they sometimes don't feel safe in school. And there's some children that could be in school who don't want to be um so luke what what do you think do you think the prime minister's made the right decisions or are you worried about any of them because i think you know we'd be interested to know how you're feeling as well sort of your mental well-being um sometimes i think that sometimes he's made the right decisions and other times not really and, and luke and what, which sort of things do you think yeah. haven't been quite right what things do you think we, we should do differently um because in lockdown it took a long time before everyone got put in lockdown because everyone was complaining and there were protests about coronavirus not being real so yeah that would probably spread loads of bugs and boris johnson he he didn't really put that much of a lockdown until now 
That's a good, it's a good point. I, w- I won't go through all of it, but actually, you know, it's it's been a real challenge to get the balance right. And I won't go into it all, but especially during the first lockdown, one of the things that um, happened back then was that we thought that the, the virus, as the rest of the world did, was coming from one particular country. But actually what we found was it had already gone to another country, or Italy and Spain in particular. And so lots of people had travelled to Italy and Spain and were coming back from there uh, with the virus. And because we didn't know at that time that you could get it without having symptoms it was very hard to track and there was no such thing as testing back then but but what i can say is that at each point it's been a case of trying to look to see what the science is and what what details are there so what sometimes can look from the outside like it's taking time Sometimes it's about making the right decision based on the facts you have at the time. But it's a really great point, Luke. And, and you know, I think one of the things that's really important in this is, is making sure that you as children, especially, are all looking after yourselves. And I think always make sure you ask those sorts of questions. You know, even if they seem like difficult questions to ask to your teachers and your parents and your, your friends to make sure that if you're not ever feeling OK or you're worried about something or you think something isn't happening the way it should, make sure you ask. And you've done a brilliant job of saying that to me because that's that's a really good question to ask. So thank you, Luke. I really, really appreciate you plucking up the courage, actually, to, to share that question. Thank you. Don't change. That's a really good thing. <laughs> That's really interesting. Right. Well, I think really we probably need to sort of sum up just so that we can you can get on with your work, year six. And so can Mr. Russell as well. I know there are other questions, but you are getting a chance to write, I think, as well. So you can always send those questions as well. But what I think I'd really like to hear, and I'm sure that Mr. Russell would like to hear as well, is that three things that have gone well in terms of your remote learning so that we what do we do well do you think at St Paul's that's gone well for you and Miss Smith can choose those and maybe we normally only do one but maybe we should have and three things that you think could be better that might not be the school doing better that might be something the government could do better that maybe Mr Russell could raise that could be something you know to do with I'm not going to say because I don't want to put words in your mouth but there might be things you think that could be better so Miss Smith's going to choose those to sum up with. Who's got something that they'd like to to share about what's going well at the moment? Darcy do you want to do one? I think the teachers are putting a lot of effort into the work that we're doing at home and they're still putting what they would do at a lesson at school. So they're recording videos and they're doing these live lessons with us and we're still getting the same learning what we would if we were actually at school. Thank you, Darcy. That's amazing. Sydney, another thing that's going well? Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, the work's really organised, so it's easy to get to. So usually it doesn't take too long to actually get onto the website. That's really good to hear. I know how hard your teachers are working. They're absolutely incredible. They're, they're superheroes in their own right, aren't they? They're not wearing capes, but they, uh, they definitely do use Zoom. Thank you. And Molly, did you have something to add as well? Uh, I think it's good as well that you can do the work in your own time and it's not like a rush to get it all done. Fantastic. Thanks, Molly. Okay, and what about our, our even better ifs, our EBIs? So from school, from, from the government, from anything, has anyone got suggestions for those? I'll go for people who have raised their virtual hands. So Rose, do you want to start us? I think that when you're looking for a better community, like I think that the decisions that we could be making more is how we can make the environment better, like not using green belt land to build houses and not chopping down as many trees because that's what all our wildlife is and that's what we kind of need and if in this pandemic I've been getting out and going for walks and it's been really nice just getting away from all the towns and busy but if we're chopping them down then there won't be any of that anymore. 
that's such a great point and i think your your beautiful beautiful painting of the of the bird was just you know shows how much you love nature and and you're right yeah. you know and actually the government is doing so much on, on what's called green strategies including planting loads more trees and making sure that we're protecting the green belts all the things you just mentioned please be assured they're absolutely high priority to make sure for the government and the prime minister in particular is really passionate about the environment and making sure that we're saving the planet from a uh, um, an environment perspective so please be assured and hopefully as you grow up you'll be able to uh, get involved in some of the the initiatives on that front Rose, we're a bit concerned, aren't we? Because we've got um, the, the threat of a, a motorway service station, Moto, just being built just opposite our school. So oh, that's gosh. obviously gone quiet at the moment. Um, yeah. But just your your predecessor was was quite involved, just trying to sort of, you know, speak up and communicate with us on that. So obviously it's gone quiet with the pandemic. But I know Rose is a, a huge advocate of wildlife and what we need to be doing. And Rose is always on our case. So I'm sure when that rears its head again, then... Rose and I will be in touch, won't we, Rose, to see what we can do. Oh, please, please do. And, uh, you know, when I was your age, I used to be what's called a litter bug. So we used to have a thing where we used to go out of school and, and do litter picking. And I helped in my school at the time build a new pond and a garden. I used to love doing that stuff. So it sounds like we're kindred spirits, Rose, the art and the environment. Right, lovely. We'll hear from Ben and then the last summing up point from Jack. Um, the thing about uh, homeschooling is you get quite tired. For me, it's much different from being at school because at school you wouldn't look at as much screens, whether when you're at home, quite a lot of it is on the screen. That's a really, really good point, Ben, actually. A really good point. I know with some, some computers you can have a mode which turns the screen a little bit green, I think it is, or blue to, I think it's green to sort of soften it on your eyes but it's a really good point then actually something i might raise because i know the government's doing a lot to make sure that schools and children have laptops but i think the point about making sure that people are aware of their screen time is so important so thank you for raising that i may actually uh, make that point to government thank you we're and still talking laptops here aren't we so some of you have struggled and emailed in haven't you so we're still struggling here but um oh, really I mean, as, as you're older i think your six are okay aren't they but some of your brothers and sisters haven't got them or, or families you know don't you i think you all know people don't you that haven't got them simple so, oh, drop, yeah. me, drop me a note on that and I'll, I'll follow up i know i did raise it with hertfordshire county council recently after a similar discussion so let me know lovely thank you and then jack did you want to give your final point yeah. What I'm saying is about charities and they can't like do fundraisers and stuff due to lockdown. I learned about this charity called New Hope, which is a uh, homeless charity in Watford. They are like looking for donations, like food donations and stuff, which uh, is quite good. Jack, I know the director of New Hope Trust, so maybe, Jack, I need to put you in touch because maybe we could all work together with Mr Russell to do something for New Hope Trust because it sounds as if we've all got a shared interest there. So, Yeah, definitely. Perhaps we could go down some time, Jack, with your teachers. I, I actually know New Hope really well because do you remember the story I told earlier on about helping get uh, people who were rough sleeping into Travel Lodge? Well, it was with Matthew Heasenand from... Um, oh, so I know. Yeah, yeah. So if you <laughs> yeah. ask Matthew about me, he'll confirm this. Uh, it was working with Matthew that uh, I worked with the Minister for Homelessness uh, to get the funding and then convinced uh, Travel Lodge to um, take people in in Watford. And actually, off the back of that, they ended up doing that across the whole country. And so actually, not just in Watford, where they took in 30 or 40 people, but across the country, they took in hundreds and hundreds of people. So I understand it primarily started in Watford, primarily from Matthew, who's from New Hope. So, um, so yeah, I'm really passionate about helping them. And I volunteered there before 
up for myself. So yes, um, absolutely love to uh, love to help and perhaps we could do something cool for them. Well, one thing I have done, and perhaps this is a thing that Rose could help with perhaps at some point, is that what I have done is because I do paintings, I've done paintings for some charities so that they can auction them and raise some money. So perhaps we could do some sort of art thing as well. That'd be, that'd be fun. One thing I didn't mention I've done in the past is that I'm actually a children's book author. So I've published four children's books. So perhaps once we're through lockdown, perhaps I could drop off some of my books for you to put in the library, uh, especially for, for the school. Lovely. What books are they? Uh, so I've written one called, in fact, give me one second and I'll grab one. There you go. That's one of them. Mouse and the Moon Made of Cheese was one of them. I've written one called Is Daddy Home Yet? And then two of the books called So Frog and So Gorilla. And it's about, this one's about a mouse that tries to get to the moon so he can eat all the cheese. And it's the story of him trying to get there. I won't tell you the end. We, we love books. So any, any books gratefully received. We love books, don't we, St Paul's? We're avid readers here. So yeah. Thank <laughs> you so much for your time and for listening to how it's going for us. I think the children are, as you can see, we're very proud of how hard they're working and of the staff here at St Paul's as well. But thank you for all you're doing and thank you for giving up your time so they can ask questions as well. I think we've got some, some budding MPs out there possibly in the future. Some really good questions there. It's been really good to hear from me as well. Thank you so so much for doing this i really appreciate all your time one thing i'd love to do though with all, everyone all the all the children could we um just do a round of applause to your teachers for all the work that they're putting in to so a virtual <laughs> virtual round of applause because your teachers have been amazing and so have you and also your parents as well for, for making, helping you know, while you're at home so um, thank you everyone lovely to see you virtually and i look forward to seeing you in person as soon as soon as i possibly can but yeah i look forward to receiving your letters which it sounds like you're doing a great project on that and um and hearing about how you're all getting on thank you thank you so much thank you thank you everyone take care